Thank you, ladies. Tonight, I want to share with you, and I'm glad you're here tonight. I want to share with you on how to receive the Holy Spirit. And I'm going two ways. First, how, if you don't already, if you've not already received the Holy Spirit, how to receive. But if you've already received the Holy Spirit, I want you to listen carefully to what I'm doing. Because what I want you to do is to get excited about helping others to receive the Holy Spirit. Get excited about getting them saved and getting them filled with the Holy Spirit. You don't need pastor for that. You are going to be a missionary going out to get people filled with the Holy Spirit. When I was in, uh, a member of a church... It was my drive. I, I, I wanted people filled with the Holy Spirit. Our first question is, are you saved? And if they say they are saved, I'll ask them a simple question. Real easy. If you get to the gates of heaven, and Peter is standing there, everybody knows St. Peter, right? And he says, son or daughter, why should I let you in here? What would you say? And most of the time they'll look at me. I don't know what to say. Then I said, well, let me tell you what to say, okay? And that way I get them saved, amen? So you tell them you need to believe in Jesus. Receive him as your Lord and Savior. So all you tell Peter, hey, I received Jesus as my Lord and Savior, and he's my Lord. He's going to hug you and say, kiss you and say, you're going, enjoy, okay? Uh, But if you say, well, I'm a good man, uh, he's going to be mad that way. But after that, if they give me the right answer, the next thing I want to do is, have you received the Holy Spirit? So, well, I already have the Holy Spirit. Do you speak in tongues? They say, no. Oh, you need that. I know they're saved. I know they're going to heaven. But their lives can be totally transformed if they receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit and understand what they have received and act on what they have received. And so that's my drive. I remember in Georgia, I found this guy. It was a Catholic guy. Uh, I found him in, in a laundromat where, you know, I, I went, you know, to do my laundry. And he's, I still remember his name. His name was John. And I said, now, John, are you saved? He said, yeah. We talked about, you know, him being saved. And I was satisfied John was saved. And then I went on. And I started talking to him about the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And he said, that sounds interesting. And then I went a little further. He said, well, I like that. And then after a while I said, John, do you think it's something you might want in your life someday? This was a Catholic fellow. And he said, yeah, good luck. I think I, think I like that someday in my life. And then I talked to him more. And I said, John, do you think you, you want to receive? He said, yeah, well, where, where should we go? <laughs> And I told him, well, there is a room in the Baptist Center, University of Georgia. I said, there is a room right there. So we went into this uh, prayer room that I used to go during the day when I can have time out from, uh, from, from uh, classes. And I go into the Baptist Center, but I spoke in tongues very quietly. It was a Baptist Center, you know. And so I took John in and I shared with him some of the things I'm going to be sharing with you tonight. And then uh, John... Uh, after we prayed, uh, John started speaking in tongues. 
And when John realized he could speak in tongues, he got loud. And he was yelling in tongues. So I said, uh, uh, John, John, we are in the Baptist center, you know. You know you have control over that. You know you have control. Cool it down. He said, okay, yeah. And then he went after it. <laughs> Amen. I enjoy it. I just, that was it for me. You're saved. I want to get you filled with the Holy Spirit. But I wasn't a pastor then. Amen. And that's why I'm sharing this with you tonight. So that you know how to help people receive the Holy Spirit. Uh, and, uh, you know, God has spoken to me about that earlier this week. And I realized I needed to do this. And then I spoke to Pastor Paul. I trained Pastor Paul to do that uh, in Nigeria. And Pastor Paul told me that now, because of what he learned, today the full uh, gospel businessmen fellowship in that area, they've realized he was actually going into the uh, home of a king, a local king, to pray for that king so he, will, he and his staff will receive the Holy Spirit. He said, Pastor Goodluck, they call me all over the place now. I'm helping all the businessmen fellowship uh, their members to receive the Holy Spirit. I said, good son, <laughs> you're doing a good job. But I want to talk to you tonight about this. So you know how to do this. Get excited about this and God will begin to use you. And you'll see miracles, amen? So how to receive the Holy Spirit. I want to start with sharing with you the power of your tongue. The power of your tongue. How important this is. Uh, in Proverbs chapter 18, verse 20 through 21, it says, A man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth. A man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth. From the produce of his leaves, he will be filled. And then you know this scripture. All of us know this. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruit. So the first thing is your mouth and your tongue, has the, they have the ability to sow seeds. Seeds come out of your mouth. That's why the word is used, fruit of your mouth. Your mouth sows seed. That's the instrument that God has given to you to sow seed that will affect your life, that will satisfy your life, your stomach. He's not just talking about hamburgers here. Uh -huh. He's talking about what you speak that will bring satisfaction to your life and everything around you and the produce you know when you sow you get your produce from the ground right your produce you will be filled with the produce from your lips so your lips and your tongue they are given to you to sow seed i feel sorry for christians who just speak and speak negative things they tell you well I'm just going to speak my mind. But I'm telling you, if your mind is not fully sanctified, you are not permitted to speak your mind. 
Your heart has to be, your mind has to be sanctified first. Because your mind is connected to your tongue that sows seed. That's why the word of God says death and life are in the power of your tongue. So even if, if your mind doesn't agree with what God says, you should never say it no matter how you feel. Don't just speak your mind. Your mind is not fully sanctified. Rather, speak what God says. Because that's going to bring you some produce. Amen? It will bring you some produce. There is something to receive by what you say. You can transform your whole life by what you say. James chapter 3 makes it very clear. It says it, chapter 3 verse 2, For we all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man. So your word is what's going to perfect your life. What you say from your mouth is what's going to perfect your life. Your life is dependent on what, what happens to you, depends on what's coming out of your mouth. The power of tongues then that we're talking about is it bypasses your mind. And then he's still using the tool for sowing to bring you produce. He's still the same tongue, but it bypasses your mind that is not sanctified and brings in something supernatural coming out of your mouth. So when you pray in tongues, when you speak in tongues, and you spend maybe an hour, what you are doing is not sowing just natural seeds, you are sowing supernatural seeds. It will change your life. I don't believe that what happened to, uh, in my life, and it's still a process going, the change came when I discovered that praying in tongues can change my life. I was timid. I couldn't even teach kids. You wouldn't believe that, but that's it. I couldn't talk to kids. But when I focused on these things, things started changing. And all this the stuff I'm going to be sharing with you on how to help people receive the Holy Spirit came right after that. Just God started showing me things. And I began to question things that I saw in the church and what the church did. And I came up and God showed me what to do. And then right after that, I decided I've got to put this in. This is a good experiment. I need a subject. And I found a lady that was my good subject. And after that, the rest was history. When I was in Nigeria for that 1988, the ministers, they didn't trust me. They told me to uh, my face, you're American Christian. That's the way they called me. You're American Christian. You don't understand anything about deliverance. Leave that to us. When it comes to baptism in the Holy Spirit, we'll bring them to you. And ministers will bring them to me because they knew I could help them. But what I did, what thing that I knew that they didn't know, when they have done their deliverance and the person is still bound, when they bring them to me and I pray with them to receive the Holy Spirit, the demons can't handle that. We have a huge manifestation. I get the demons out and we start all over. And so they change their mind. Maybe it's not that bad American Christian, you know. <laughs> and they started accepting that. But I was having fun. I enjoyed it. I knew I was going to deal with things during the day. So I woke up early in the morning, 5, 4 o'clock, to spend my one hour praying in tongues. And then after the one hour, 
I was ready for whatever was coming. I was waiting for people to come. And they came. It was a daily thing. My, brother, my younger brother would tease me. Come out in Jesus' name because that was all I was doing all day long. And then I spent time praying in tongues and playing my little guitar. I, it was fun for me, even though I wasn't a minister then. So I want to teach you about that. Jesus says, I say to you, for every idle word men may speak, they will give account on the day of judgment. For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. Now, what Jesus is saying right here is there are no idle words. Okay? Your words always doing something. Get positive. Speak God's word. But better yet, speak in tongues more. Because that will change your life. Amen? So to receive the Holy Spirit, what you want to do first, if you want to have somebody receive the Holy Spirit, to lead them this way, this is what I do, and I'm going to share that with you. I've taught a lot of people. Some people get it, some people don't get it. Some people run with it, and they're doing so well. And they go to other churches and help. But I'm going to share with you basically what I do when I do this. First thing I want to let them know from John chapter 7, verse 37 through 39, this was the, the Feast of Tabernacle and Jesus was speaking. And he says, on the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Then he tells us what Jesus meant by that. He said, but this he spoke concerning the Spirit. When Jesus spoke this, he was speaking concerning the Holy Spirit, whom those believing in him would receive. So if you are a believer, it's a given. It's given. You should receive. All you need to do is come to him. If you have thirst, Thirst for something more of God, go to Jesus. He'll give you. If you are a believer, we shouldn't even argue about this. There is no question about it. If you are truly born again, all you need to do is go to him and you will receive. He didn't say you may. He said, if you believe in me, he who believes in me, automatic, out of their belly, will flow rivers of living water. But they have to thirst for it. And they have to go to him. You can't just sit there and wait for it to come to you. No, you have to thirst for it. You can't just say, well, our church believes it is going to happen someday. It never happens. You have to go to him and you have to really mean business. You have to really desire this thing. If you are thirsty, you want to drink, right? I mean, you look for everywhere to get drink. If any man thirsts, let him come to me. And he says, he who believes in me, the only qualification for it is believing Jesus. Once you come to him, automatically, Jesus didn't say, come and pray. He just said, come. Come and out of your belly will what? Flow rivers of living water out of your heart. It's automatic. No question about it. That's why I never struggle with whether Christians will receive the Holy Spirit. I've prayed with people, sometimes up to 70 people at once. Don't have to lay hands on any of them. And they will receive. So this is what it is. 
So he says that. But look at what he says. He said, uh, But this is spoke concerning the Spirit, whom those believing in him would receive. For the Holy Spirit was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. Now, if you read John chapter 12, verse 16, it's very clear that the, disciple, the Bible, John actually written, wrote there, he said, These the disciples did to Jesus, and didn't understand what they were doing. But when Jesus was glorified, then they understood that these things were written about him. You can read that in John chapter 12, verse 16. It's right there. So Jesus has already been glorified. And so if Jesus has been glorified, you don't have to wait. You are a believer, go. And once you go, and you go to him, you are first, Jesus, give me. He can't deny you. We'll never deny you. He doesn't turn his back on his people. He says, anyone who comes to me, I will know why. Cast out. And he'll receive you. And he'll give you. So there's no question what I will give. The, if there is any hindrance, it's coming from you. Not from him. You, you just, you have the problem. So you have to find out what's wrong with me. And usually it's very simple. Sometimes it's fear. And, and all, all kinds of imaginations. And oh, they're all fleshly. What do I do? What, what do I say? Uh, that's not faith. That's already, you have to just act like a child. Maybe for the first time you can be just like a child and say, God, I give you everything. And just let everything come out. Let it rip. Oh, it's so beautiful to see that. I, I can always speak when I'm in a crusade situation, uh, the unbelieving believers. When I bring them up, and, and some of them, they're hearing me speak, you, I can tell from the way they are act, reacting in their, as they sit, it's like, when are you going to shut up so we can pray about this? They are ready to go. And as soon as they come up, as soon as I pray with them, before you say a next word, they just out in tongues and they are screaming and you can see it. And then when you watch the video, Angela and I used to watch them, you will see those that didn't receive. With what? They will be looking around. And I say, look, look, unbelieving believer, look, look, look. <laughs> we prayed God to help them amen but this is what it is so simple so simple you cannot be denied because jesus did that for us so the first thing you must do is ask for it why because jesus said to do so in luke chapter 11 beginning from verse 9 through 13 Jesus says, so I say to you, I like the word, and this is what I emphasize, when Jesus says the word, I say to you, you know what that means? Heaven, his throne is behind what he's about to say. I don't say, well, uh, Pastor Roy, I say to you, right? He says, what's the matter, what's the matter with you, Pastor? <laughs> oh, truly, truly, I say to you. But this is God. When he says, truly, I say to you, Meaning, his throne is behind what he's about to say. That's what he's saying. He says, so I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. This next verse is so important. For everyone who asks, receives. 
The reason I'm telling you to ask is this. There is a principle behind it from God. There is a law behind it from God. Jesus is saying, I'm telling you to ask because there is a law. If you ask, you will receive. Everyone who asks, receives. So I emphasize that when I'm dealing with the person. What am I doing? I'm trying to bring their faith up. Amen? So I emphasize everyone who asks, receives. Everyone. And if you seek, you will find. If you knock, the door will be opened. Amen? So that's what Jesus said. And then he went further. He says, if a son asks for bread from any father among you, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a, uh, a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? I, and then I tell them, I tell them this, you know, think about what Jesus is doing here. He already told you if you ask, you will receive. There are people that are afraid they don't want to get him because they, ask, they think, you know, uh, God may blink a little bit and sit and like take advantage of that and baptize me with this demon, you know. God, that would never happen. Amen? There are a lot of lies that people tell. When I used to cast out, uh, pray, pray with a lot of people still would like to do that. If people, are, I just don't deal with that here very much because of our situation here. But they'll tell you, be careful. Make sure you cover everybody. Take the children out so that the demons don't leave one person and go into the other. And that's fear. If the demon is dumb enough to leave one person and go to the other person, I'll go again and tell him, get out. There's no need for that. And you can never find anywhere in the scriptures where a demon left one person and right away went into the person right there. Jesus cast out demons among Pharisees who were opposing him. But these are lies that Satan will put to Christians to stop them from you know, stepping out in faith. No demon is going to come into you when you ask him to be filled with the Holy Spirit. So Jesus said, your father won't give you something different. We'll never allow it. It can never happen. In other words, feel free to do whatever you want. Amen? <laughs> feel free. Your father is there with you. But then I put this together with, for them. The child is asking for bread. Right? And for fish. And for an egg. It means the child is hungry. Because Christians like to pray for a while and then they walk away and say, well, God, I'll, I'll get that tomorrow. No. If a child is asking for bread, that means the child is hungry, right? Well, the father says, Sonny, uh, son, you know I have bread in the house, much for the whole city. I'm so wealthy. That's God. He has for everybody, right? But uh, uh, can you wait for a week until I see you are really feeling the pains of hunger and then I'll give to you? Will God do that? He gives the child right away. And Jesus is saying, when you ask, it's right away. You're asking for something to eat, meaning you're hungry. He's not going to give you something different, but he's going to give you exactly what you want. But he's not going to say, tomorrow I'll give it to you. He gives to you right there. That's so important. I like to let people know that. And they can see that, yes, this is, is today. You don't have to wait. God's going to give it to me right now. And I see them getting ready. It's like, I get it now. Could you shut up now so we can go after it? I like to see that. I like to feel that coming from you tonight. Amen? 
if you've not already received. But then Jesus said in verse 13, If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children. What did he say? Good gifts, right, to your children. How much more will your heavenly Father give what? The Holy Spirit to those who ask him. He was very specific here. Very specific. That means there is no way you can ask to be filled with the Holy Spirit if you are God's child and you deny you right there. It's not it's impossible. If you talk about impossibility, this is one of them. You can never ask. If you don't speak in tongues, it's not because you didn't receive, you didn't act your faith. That's number two, okay? <laughs> you just didn't act faith. You, th- you said you believe, but you didn't act your faith. And because you entertain unbelief, maybe fear. But God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power of love and of a sound mind. He says, how much more? You earthly fathers know how to give good gifts. Now I'm telling you, my father is much better than you earthly fathers, even the best of you. Amen? The very top one among you. He's much better. And yet, he does well for his children. How much more? Your Heavenly Father, give the Holy Spirit to them that ask Him. Why is Holy Spirit so important? Why is Jesus telling us this is what to ask for? God says the Holy Spirit for the Christian who has God as His Heavenly Father, that's the most important gift you can ever receive from Jesus, from God. That's why He was specific. You get it? Very important. This is number one gift because everything comes, is born out of this one gift. That's the beginning place. You need it. You need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You need to receive it. Because if you don't have this, then it's really hard to go forward. So the most important gift from God for every of his child is the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And Jesus was specific. Ask, it will be given. Everyone that asks, receives. And then he said, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So once you ask, he gives you at that point. But if you start thinking about feelings and your mind starts roaming, Satan has got you somewhere. And there is unbelief there. But if all of those things are cleared from your mind, and you decide to act just like a child, like I tell them, why don't you go down, lose control for one time in your life, amen, for something good to happen to you. Be a child. Children, they hear their parents say words, and they want to say, and they go, da, 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 they don't care. Be a child. Jesus said, except you are converted and become like a child, you can enjoy the kingdom of God. Be a child. Lose control. Trust the Father. Act your faith. Amen? And watch God go. Because in your weakness, He is strong. When you lose control, He takes control. Amen? That's the God that we serve. So the first thing to do is to ask. And then the second thing is to believe that you received it. Believe that Jesus said, if you ask, Everyone who asks, believe, receives. So because Jesus said, honor his word by believing what he told you. Amen? That you have received because you asked. 
If you are sincere in your asking, he answered at that point. You don't have to wait. So believe. Jesus said in Mark 11 verse 24, Therefore, that's that word again, I say to you, because of everything that I've told you, therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them. Okay? And you will have them. When are you to believe that you receive them? When you pray. As you are praying, believe that you have received. And there is nothing bigger than what Jesus said in Luke 11, where he says, How much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them who ask him? So you share with them about that. That this is what Jesus said you need to believe. And then the next thing you need to do is to act your faith. James says in James chapter 2 verse 14, What does it profit, my brethren, if someone says I, he has faith but does not have works? Can faith save him? You won't profit if you don't act in your faith. He won't benefit you. You have to act on your faith. What does it profit? How would you benefit from this if you say you got a lot of faith, you believe, but you don't act on it? You don't profit from whatever you say in your believing. You need to act on it. So if you have faith, you need to do, put the works. Do what you say you believe. If you believe God has given you the baptism and the Holy Spirit, speak in tongues then. But if you ask, what do I say? I know there is unbelief here. Because you shouldn't be asking that. Dear child, just let whatever comes in, just let it come out. That's so simple. So that's what you need to do. Speak. In tongues. Now, receiving the Spirit, what you must know. God will not do the speaking for you. I let them know that. God's not going to do the speaking for you. One secret that God showed me that liberated me. Most, most Christians think that when they speak in tongues, it's the Holy Spirit that's speaking in tongues. The Holy Spirit doesn't have human tongue. It's not the Holy Spirit speaking in tongues. It's your spirit. The Holy Spirit gives power to your own spirit to speak in tongues. So if you don't speak in tongues, nothing's going to happen. It won't happen. I have scripture to back it. This was so liberating for me. Because I realized you pray with them and they can't speak in tongues. They're waiting. And what they do is they say, well, I'm giving the Holy Spirit my tongue. And the Holy Spirit said, what do I have to do with that stuff? That's your tongue. I'm not going to speak with your tongue. You've got to speak with your own tongue. Amen? So they, they give, they give, hey, hey, the Holy Spirit says, oh, you got it wrong, son. That's your tongue. It's not my tongue. You, by faith, use your tongue and you will immediately move from the natural into the supernatural. It's a mystery that the Holy Spirit does. He's marvelous in our sight. Amen? 
Every time you speak in tongues, you step out from the natural into the supernatural. It's just such an amazing thing. We have taken these things for granted, so we are not reaping the fruit of it. We don't understand and we are not meditating on what's happening to us when we speak in tongues. That's the most powerful thing that God is giving to you. I remember praying for this girl, and I've shared this here. Once I start speaking in tongues, she blocks her ears because she was demon-possessed. I don't want to hear it. It's such a powerful tool that God is giving to us. Now, it's your spirit. I'd like you to read a 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 14 and 15. Paul says, for if I pray in a tongue, that's if I pray in tongues, my spirit prays. Now look at the word spirit. Is that capitalized? So whose spirit is speaking in tongues? Your spirit. And some translation, because it, you know, for man, it says, well, what is, this is tongues. It's got to be the Holy Spirit. So some translators will actually add, my spirit, through the Holy Spirit, speaks in tongues. Just to make it clear. Because it's something supernatural. And it shouldn't be coming from just spirit. But if you read the original, what it says here, when I pray in tongues, if I pray in a tongue, my spirit, that's your newly born again spirit. That, whole, that spirit was given to you when you were born again. That spirit was born of the Father. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. It's just like Adam, when Adam was created, can you get it? He was, God formed him, but there was nothing living much there until he gave him the breath of life. And then Adam could speak and act. When the Holy Spirit comes into your newly born again spirit, he gives that spirit life and the ability to go from the natural into the supernatural speaking in tongues. Do you get it? So it's your spirit. Paul says, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. That means if you understand anything you are saying from your mouth, that means you should be speaking out, right? <laughs> you don't pray in tongues just thinking it. That's possible when things are really difficult. You can whisper to yourself or speak in your breath. But I really like you to be really loud. I remember praying for somebody, uh, you know, that had some kind of oppression, and I said, speak it out loud, really loud. As soon as they did that really strong, the demons, of the, the oppression started to break. The manifestation of that demon as they were living showed up. And I found out, once I do that, as soon as they begin to speak in tongues, the spirit, the demon said, I can't handle this, I'm out of here. So it's so important. So if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, my little spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. So if you understand what you're saying, it's not the Holy Spirit. You are not praying in the Spirit, which Paul encourages us to do. That's Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18. All prayer and supplication what? in the Spirit. So this is the way God really wants the believers to pray. Pray in tongues. Pray less in your known language. When you do that, you are just edifying yourself. But if you want to build yourself up in your faith, 
praying tongues. So my spirit prayed, my understanding is unfruitful. What is the conclusion then? I will pray with the spirit. Notice it's not capitalized, right? How will he pray? With the spirit. So I use my spirit and I pray with that. Meaning praying tongues. I will also pray with the understanding. Meaning I will pray in English. I will sing with the spirit. And I will also sing with the understanding. So you have to do that. It's your spirit. And if you refuse and you keep questioning and thinking the Holy Spirit is going to take your tongue and speak for you, nothing is going to happen. It's not going to happen. You want something come over you and you can't control yourself and you start speaking in tongues. That's not the Holy Spirit. I remember I prayed with a bunch of uh, people and one lady was speaking in tongues so loud and I told them to be quiet. I wanted to give them more instruction. But she won't quit. She wanted everybody to know she had received the Holy Spirit. And she just kept going. And I said, lady, stop speaking in tongues. And she won't listen to me. She kept going. I said, lady, stop speaking in tongues. The Bible says the spirit of the prophet has control. She kept going. I said, lady, stop speaking in tongues or else I will cast out the devil. She just shut it up. (laughs) I knew she was filled with the spirit. But she was trying to show everybody, I got the gift now, watch me go. But I I need to speak to the people. Be quiet, lady. Amen. So you got control. It's not receiving the spirit that matters. It's what you do with what you have received that changes your life. That's given. Amen. And I pray with them. They all received the Holy Spirit, so we rejoice. I don't rejoice in that. It's what you do with what you've received. You ain't got a Cadillac, you pack it in your garage and you keep driving a Pinto that breaks down every corner and telling us you have a Cadillac. I want to see the Cadillac. Amen. Use what God is giving to you. So God will not speak in tongues for you. He is God. He doesn't need to pray. You need to pray. Amen. So you are the one that is going to pray in tongues, not God, not the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit doesn't have any need you have. So pray and let him help you pray. Amen. So the second thing is, in the Bible, just to buttress what I've just said, they did the speaking. The Holy Spirit gave the utterance. If you don't speak, the Holy Spirit doesn't give any utterance. It says in Acts chapter 2 verse 4, And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them Who was doing the speaking? They were doing the speaking and the Holy Spirit was the one empowering the utterance. If you don't speak, the Holy Spirit is not going to give any utterance. If you button your mouth and refuse to say a thing, nothing is going to happen. I always encourage people, speak it out so you hear yourself. And if you do that, you're free. If you're still afraid to speak it out, then there is fear ruling somewhere. You need to get rid of that fear or get prayed for for deliverance because God has not given us the spirit of bondage again to fear. He's given us the spirit of adoption whereby we cry to God, Abba, Father. So that's not God's spirit. Every believer should be able to speak in tongues as much as you want. If you think you don't have control, this is what I used to do and tell people, if you think the Holy Spirit will just jump on you, and then you just begin to speak in tongues, have no control, what happens if you go to a grocery store, and you're about to check out, and the lady at the counter says, hi, and you go, 
Shall I, what did you say, lady? And you say, oh, uh, uh, it's the Holy Ghost. He doesn't know when to speak. That's never going to happen. You have control. It's your spirit that's been empowered and it's a gift from God to you and you can always use the gift. Amen? So I can tell you to be quiet and I'm not telling the Holy Spirit to be quiet. That would be blasphemy. That would be wrong. Right? So I can tell you, don't speak in tongues, be quiet. I can tell the Holy Spirit that, right? But I can tell you because it's your spirit that is doing the speaking. But it's the Holy Spirit that is energizing your spirit. And that's the point about this. Because it's the Holy Spirit that is energizing your spirit. Your spirit is the real you. The more you stay so close, praying in the Holy Ghost, you're right there in God's presence. Just like Moses, spent four hours there in God's presence. When you come out, something will be lighting up from your forehead. <laughs> Amen. That's the secret about this. It's so important. We make things too complicated. And so we miss God. You know why we do that? So we can get a little glory to ourselves. Yeah. I did this. You didn't do nothing. The Bible already says it. I laid my hands and then they all spoke in tongues. Be quiet. Just speak the word and God will confirm it. It's nothing to glory about. All the glory goes to him. Amen. But any one of us can do this. And what I do with them is this. Because that's what the Lord showed me. He said, son, after you've done that, just tell them this. People do different things. But this is what God told me. And it's worked. I've got people freed from demons. Powerful demons. Little demons. Whatever. And they've received. And they're still believers. Some of them have become ministers. Don't matter. I don't care what ministers think. I do what God tells me to do. I used to do it because that's what I was taught. But when God taught me, he taught me differently. He said, after you've prayed for them, let them ask me. And let them ask God for the baptism. Because that's what Jesus said. He said they should come to him. I can baptize them and make them go to him. And he says everyone that asks receives. So I tell them to pray to him. And after they've prayed for, to him to receive, then I declare to them, after laying my hands, because I know Peter did that, right? So I did, I, I'm sure I'm not surprised. It doesn't matter if I did that. But I want to follow scripture. So I still lay my hands like Peter did. And then I say my little prayer. And then move my hands off, and then I do what God said to do. He said to me, after you've done that, you begin to speak in tongues and command them to join you. Amen? Command them. Not speak what I say, just command them. Join me. And you, can, you won't believe it. Those kids that are sitting out, men and women, they are waiting, they're moving like that in their seats, waiting, when are you going to shut up? I can read it from their eyes. When are you going to be quiet so I can pray my tongues? I'm ready now. As soon as I call them, come out, they stand up. And as soon as we get through that prayer, and I commend them, even before I commend them, some of them already, they beat me to it. <laughs> they are already speaking in tongues. It's such a simple thing. Why would God make it so difficult when his son died for it? You understand what I'm saying? It's so easy. You want to do something so you can have a little credit that you, you did something. Forget that nonsense. Just do it. Amen? And so after I've told them, I said, okay, now, and I start speaking in tongues, and they join me. I speak different, they speak different. I was with pastor. My pastor, he was in Nigeria. When the pastors came and said, the room was packed, he said, pastor, good luck. We need to, we need to feel, get them filled with the Holy Spirit because they're familiar that do that. 
And we were, I can tell my pastor was concerned. How are you going to feel? We got about 70 people or more. So I just did what I had to do. And then they started speaking in tongues. And Pastor Rusty, Pastor, they went up in the congregation just listening to them. And these guys were excited. They were blasting in tongues. That's the way God wants it. Amen? It's that easy. Amen? Stand up with me tonight. Don't get too spiritual so you pass God behind, okay? <laughs> Keep it simple. Amen? It's exciting. I will be so excited if you will go out, find a friend, okay, who is a believer. Try the experiment. You will enjoy it. I guarantee you. When you hear them speaking in tongues, you will really enjoy it. I'm telling you, it, it will look, it seems as if you are drunk now. You can't stop yourself. You keep looking for people who are not filled so that God can use you to get them filled with the Holy Spirit. How many want to do that? I want to do that. I want to do that. Um, tonight, if you want to receive the Holy Spirit, Pastor Wendy, uh, Angela, the rest of us are going to be up here. Please come and we'll use you for our experiment. Amen. <laughs> Lift your hands up to the Lord tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Say to the Lord tonight, I receive the knowledge to help those who need to be filled with the Holy Spirit to receive. I am confident that you will use me. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for letting me go on and on. Okay? But if you need to be received, to receive, please come up here. We're ready for you.